Theory. Hello and welcome to a Smashing Theory, the ultimate prediction podcast for Super Smash Bros. and other video games. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. And uh, hey, hey, it's Smash time. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's the time where we're actually talking about new Smash news. Wow. Uh. And boy, there's there's some new Smash news. There sure is that. Yeah. Again, at an unexpected time, uh, so unexpected that we're doing recording a, a, a week earlier than our usual scheduled time. Yes. Uh, but here we are. Uh, so before we get into it, because there's stuff to get into, uh, corrections from last episode are Pokemon Direct Reactions. Okay. Uh, the only other legendaries that can evolve besides Cub Fu are Type Null and Cosmog. Okay. Both introduced in Gen 8. Gen 7. Gen Gen 8 is this right. new, newest current gen. Pokemon games for the original Nintendo DS cost $35 new, apparently. Wow. Um, and DS games actually kind of fluctuated in price. Okay. Right? Like, uh, like most DS games, uh, like, you know, your, your general standard DS games cost $30. Mm-hmm. A first-party Nintendo DS game costs around $35. Okay. And, uh, and Square Enix games tended to cost $40. Uh, <laughs> uh, this some was, things never change. This is because uh, generally Square Enix games were made on, like, higher-capacity cartridges. Right, Because right. they were big old RPGs. So, uh, so yeah, that was, that, that was the thing, like, depending on the quality of the cartridge is usually what, what made it either 30, 35, or 40. I see. But sometimes the pedigree was also the thing, like, oh, if it's a first-party Nintendo game, it's probably 35 bucks. Sure, that makes sense. Um, I talked about the Battle Frontier, but I couldn't remember any of the facilities in the Battle Frontier for Mm -hmm. Pokemon Emerald, so I I wrote them all down, and some of them are really cool. There's a Battle Factory, which I did mention, Mm -hmm. where you start with, uh... You start with a roster of randomly decided rental Pokemon okay. that are not yours, and then each time you win a battle, you can swap one of your Pokemon for one of the rental Pokemon of the opponent you just defeated. Okay. Yeah, so like your roster potentially keeps changing hmm. as you advance through the battle factory. That's interesting. Uh, there's a battle arena where two Pokemon face off uh for three rounds and cannot switch out for that time okay and then they're graded depending on like various criteria that they met during the battle hmm. uh three criteria mind which is the amount of offensive moves your pokemon used skill which is the accuracy of their moves and if they pulled them off if those moves worked like if they used detect and they actually managed to block a move mm-hmm. with it uh and body which is the amount of hp they have remaining that's cool um yeah there's several more. There's the Battle Dome, which is like a tournament bracket where you get to learn info about your opponent and then uh, and then select your team based on what you know about your opponent. Um, the Battle Pike, where you survive a gauntlet of seven rooms, each room randomly containing elements like trainer battle, status effects, inflicting <laughs> traps, and wild Pokemon. Oh, I like that. Uh, the Battle Pyramid, which is basically just a dungeon crawl where you climb to the top. Huh. Uh, like, you know, you run, the, like, there's wild Pokemon in the Battle Pyramid, but there's also, like, trainers to fight. Okay. Uh, the Battle Palace, where your Pokemon battle on their own and you can't command <laughs> them. Uh, and their Pokemon's battle decisions depend on what their nature is. Wow. 
and the battle tower which is regular competitive battle rules that's very cool yeah i loved the battle frontier <laughs> um the battle frontier for platinum also added new rooms but i decided talking about this was enough uh <laughs> that's fair yeah uh, new facilities rather not rooms right um the character from demon slayer that i called mitsuru is actually named mitsuri oh, okay thank you amy lee for the correction uh mario kart 8 deluxe is the third best-selling mario kart of all time wow mario kart wii has sold 37.24 <laughs> million copies uh mario kart ds has sold 23.60 million huh. and mario kart 8 deluxe has sold 19.01 million so far okay that makes sense that Mario Kart would sell really well for the Wii. Like, the Wii was very much kind of marketed as, like, a family console. Yeah. Uh, Mario Kart is very much a family game. And it came with that that wheel. That's right. Yeah, you could vroom, vroom, vroom. Yeah, vroom, vroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is, however, currently the best-selling Nintendo Switch game. Okay. Uh, 1901 million is is the most that a switch game has sold so far mm -hmm. um super smash bros ultimate is in second place with 15.71 million copies nice. sold um which is also the the best makes it the best-selling fighting game of all time right as sakurai talked about uh <laughs> recently uh, a bit and uh mario odyssey is in third place with 15.38 million okay really scooted really close to smash ultimate there mm-hmm Non-Galarian Tyrantrum was actually a returning Pokemon shown for the Isle of Armor, which means that your dream of Galarian Tyrantrum will not Fuck. come true. Ah, oh, that sucks. I really liked that theory. I, I really liked it too, yeah. <laughs> but instead they were just like, here's normal Tyrantrum. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm sure that's nice for you too. You like Tyrantrum. Here, oh, you can take this. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I like Tyrantrum a lot. In any case, that's all the corrections. Uh... Before we move on to our main topic, which is the reveal of Character 5 mm -hmm. that Sakurai did in the showcase, but right before that, there was a spirit event. Uh, one that's relevant to us because one of our predictions for characters was the Astral Chain protagonist. <sighs> there was an Astral Chain spirit event this Damn. past week, including the protagonist designs as unlockable spirits. Well yeah going by our current rules that does cause a problem and i think like i think even if we were like not all spirits are necessarily a deconfirm mm -hmm. i think i think adding new spirits at this leg yeah means that they're not really being considered as playable characters yeah i think so too so yeah i do think this counts as a deconfirm and uh and that means we'll have some additional work to do when we get to predictin in the last leg of this episode okay but before we get to predictin let's get to revealing yes so uh the byleth uh the the character five reveal showcase uh, happened on january 16th which a mm -hmm. uh, fun note i think was the day that you predicted there would be a regular ass nintendo direct wow yeah yeah well i was close you were close <laughs> yeah that, that's that's close i'll give you that so the video opened with sakurai at his desk you know, talking about how uh, they're about to reveal the next character. Right. Um, that uh, that this was kind of exciting because the character hadn't leaked yet because very few people uh, <laughs> at Nintendo uh, knew who the character was going to be. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, as a result, the character would come out a little later. 
And he's like, the character might be a little obvious when the trailer starts, but here it is. Right. Uh, and then it was a trailer for Byleth. Yes. The, uh, the protagonist uh, from Fire Emblem Three Houses. That it was. Yes. And for the first full half minute of the trailer, I was definitely sitting there thinking to myself, like, okay, that thing that Sakurai said about it being obviously the character is like, that must have been a head fake. He must have been kidding. Right. It's got to be somebody else. Yeah. Uh, you know, Byleth's going to get like beat up or something and then somebody else is going to come in. Right. Uh, but that didn't happen. It, it was didn't. just, just Byleth all was, the way through. It was just Byleth. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... Who I predicted, Yeah, you, I should say. Yes, you predicted. You got yeah, one. You yeah. got Byleth. Um, I, I was really close to also predicting Byleth with you, but I, I went in a different direction, yeah. Chickened out. I did. I did chicken out. Bah, bah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, you, you made a good call. I think you currently have more correct character predictions than I do. Oh. Uh, for, for the, you know, for the DLC run of right. Smash Ultimate. Yes. Um... Actually, yeah, I can confirm that real quick. Uh, yeah, uh, we've both correctly predicted uh, the Dragon Quest hero, mm -hmm. and then you correctly predicted Banjo-Kazooie and Byleth. Okay. I, I have no individual predictions of my own that are correct yet. Aha. Yes. Uh, and, of course, neither of us predicted uh, Joker. Right. Or uh, Terry Bogard. Right. Right. But, you know, we're going to have more chances to, you're going to have more chances to even that out. We, yeah, we certainly will. And uh, I think Byleth, one of the reasons I chickened out of Byleth is I think because Byleth is a very predictable mm -hmm. uh, character. And I think it's funny that none of us were predicting Byleth for this reveal right? Uh, because it felt too predictable. Yeah, especially. Sakurai, Sakurai really did like a switcheroo there. Yeah, like, uh. I've, I mean, I've seen a lot of people on the internet uh, this week say, you know, why would this, why would they make this the last character in the yeah, pack? Right. As opposed to like Banjo or something. Right. And like, not to, not to put on the tinfoil hat or anything, mm -hmm. uh, but we actually, uh, I think an episode or two ago, I kind of brought up this theory that uh, at one point, Tracer was going to be a DLC character. Right. right. Tracer from Overwatch. But then when the Hong Kong thing happened and Blizzard handled that terribly, mm -hmm. uh, I think Nintendo canceled her and and fast-tracked the next character that was going to come out. Interesting. Right? And, like, I don't, you know, obviously I'm not saying this is a thing that happened for sure. Right. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not stating this as fact or anything. But don't you think that Byleth would be a much better first character of Challenger Pack 2? Yes, I do. Than the last character of Challenger <laughs> Pass 1? Yes. Yeah. Uh, For sure. There's things about the Byleth reveal that, like, that have made me kind of side-eye it. You know, like, mm -hmm. it's like, was this always the plan? Was this always, <laughs> you know, like, it's it's interesting that they... They recorded two months in advance, like they, like they have the character, but they they needed more time to get it ready mm -hmm. uh, for release. Maybe if 
it was their half finished model for tracer <laughs> you know like yeah I don't, yeah i know and believe that it is not your intention to sound like a conspiracy theorist yeah but last week i was just like randomly watching some documentaries about like crackpot conspiracy theories uh-huh. and your tone is kind of like now, most people believe that astronauts really did land on the moon, but how do you explain the fact that they cast two shadows, and if you speed it up, it looks like they're skipping in normal gravity, <laughs> which is a real thing people believe. Oh, God. That, that makes me uncomfortable. Um, yeah, yeah, like, that, that's why, I, you know, I, I don't want to... I I don't want to like present that as like a truth or anything. Sure, sure. Uh, I but I I do think it's 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 interesting mm-hmm. and it's um I don't I I think if it were true things would like make a lot of sense in a weird way. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. But but again, like like you said, like two episodes ago or whenever, like we won't know whether or not that's the case for like. 15 years right until someone like leaks it to game explain <laughs> yeah when the, when this is less important yeah you know? yeah yeah like the michael jackson sonic 3 thing you know yeah it'll be exactly that uh-huh. kind of distance yeah but uh internet salt about violet aside because <laughs> there was plenty of it yes including on our discord <laughs> yes that's true <laughs> many a meme has uh, been shared on our discord you too can partake in those memes <laughs> if you're a patreon if you're uh, a patron backer at five dollars or higher patreon.com slash boop group but uh that all aside i thought the cinematic trailer was pretty cute mm-hmm. you know like uh like you know, it's it's cool that they kind of use like the Sothis cutscenes, yes, uh, as kind of a way to start that off. And some of the quotes were really funny, actually. <laughs> I love when when Sothis like you know tells you like you'll join Smash, Smash. What are you waiting for? And like you exit like the portal, mm-hmm. and like the weird old man is like, "So joining Smash consumes even the <laughs> darkness itself." Like. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. I also love, like, the bit where Sakurai just kind of roasts himself about there being too many swordsmen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, just, like, that segment where, like, Cloud, Hero, right. and, like, a bunch of other swordsmen just beat the crap out of Byleth, and he goes staggering back to Sothis, and, like, and, like, so there's, like, too many swordsmen are there, <laughs> and you have the sword as well. What will you do? It was good. And then, you know, a reveal that Byleth has uh, a repertoire of weapons yes uh we'll get to that in a sec mm-hmm. uh then you know the trailer ended uh it it like fades into sakurai putting up the posters <laughs> for violet on on the previously bare wall uh-huh. i thought that was a very cute touch that I, was good i cracked up um you know however you feel about the characters that have been chosen to appear in this dlc pack sakurai always puts on a really good show in terms of showing them off i think i think the sakurai presentation model has been fantastic yeah i agree like they they did it to kind of they did it because they're cheaper to produce right but i i hope they do that for every character me too yeah it's it's phenomenal yeah, because you're right. He puts on an excellent show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then he said, yeah, it's Byleth. Uh, Byleth is releasing January 28th. Uh, then, you know, he does 
the thing where he explains the Fire Emblem franchise to people that are unaware. Right. And also talked about like the history of tactics games and stuff. That was cool. Yeah. It's always really cool when he does that. That's one of the reasons I, Mm -hmm. I really like his shit, you know? Yeah. It's neat to have that kind of context, you know, about the character before you play them. Like if you're not familiar with whoever they are. Yeah. That's very cool. Uh, Some interesting quirks of that rundown. One is that he pointed out that, uh, six of the seven Fire Emblem characters that existed before Byleth have a counterattack, mm-hmm. and he explained that he did that to represent the turn-based nature of the franchise. Right? How like, uh, how like in Fire Emblem, like you will attack and then your opponent will attack afterwards, and that's like always the way things are. So he wanted like a move like in that like mechanically would kind of reflect that 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 there's a way that a Fire Emblem character could always respond to an attack. That's a really cool insight. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great lore. Great Fire (laughs) Emblem Smash lore. And the other day, a friend of mine uh, said on Twitter, I think that it's time that we retire the word lore. (laughs) And I replied by saying, this is deep lore lore. And he has not spoken to me since. (laughs) (laughs) We, that's a mutual friend. I I saw, I saw his tweet and your tweet. Uh, And I, I thought it was very funny, actually. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, Also, a, a thing that Sakurai did is he, he named every mainline Fire Emblem game, and when he did, he did, like, a weird thing with his hands <laughs> to count it. His hand, sorry, his singular hand. Right. Right? Um, th- that is really hard to explain, actually. Just watch the video if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, and then he explained that he was counting in binary. Right. And then taught us how to count in binary <laughs> using your hands. Um, but, it, uh, but basically, uh, so... Before before the video even came out, mm-hmm. there's just a promotional image of <laughs> of Sakurai like making the number three like sideways with right. his hand, right? And of and course people went nuts pe- about this. Yeah, people went nuts. It's yeah. like three? Uh, their Kingdom Hearts three just came out. Uh-huh. Is it Sora? Or like, like, oh it's a W, that's gotta be Waluigi. Yeah, or Wonderful 101. <laughs> right. Yeah, right? Exactly. Like people people were going nuts with speculation. That thing you're doing with his hand is is the binary number for seventeen. Right. Which is Fire Emblem Houses Fire Emblem Three Houses is the seventeenth game, <laughs> mainline game in the Fire Emblem franchise. Which just goes to show, you know, and if you don't know this already, you really should you cannot know what is happening in Sakurai's brain <laughs> yeah. when he does anything. Exactly. He is... I have made a show about predicting Sakurai, <laughs> and I'm wrong so much. Right? Right? Like, uh, there was that time in the far past where I got second place in a, in a prediction contest uh, for Smash Bros. 4, and I still got a lot wrong on that. Right. You know? Like, there's still a bunch of characters I fucked up. Uh... Because yeah, he the the thing about the most predictable thing you can say about Sakurai is that he is always unpredictable. Yes, uh, and I I love him. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, as as we said, he points out that the showcase was recorded in November, even though uh, we're seeing it in November. Um, oh, also more more fun binary facts that I just put in the outline. 
Um, he mentioned that you can count up to 31 on one hand using the binary counting system and 1,023 if you're using both hands. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, I I want to see Sakurai count all the way to 1,023 <laughs> using, using his binary. Also, you know that, like, you know that he probably taught that to himself mm -hmm. so that he could, like, <laughs> he could, like, you know, he could do the thing where he controls a smash with a single controller. And right. then, like, while he's doing that, he's probably, like, counting. Oh, it's like, okay, cool. I've I've used this move of heroes three times. And right. then, like, he does that with his free hand. Huh. He, he must have so many things that he has learned to do with one hand so that he can <laughs> do a thing with his free hand while he controls smash bros with his other hand i would absolutely watch like you know those those like christmas live streams where it's like somebody sitting in front of a fire for 10 hours or whatever yeah i want one of those with sakurai where he's sitting in a comfortable cozy armchair in a christmas sweater and a mario cap counting <laughs> from one to a thousand twenty three in binary yeah <laughs> and at the end he gets up and leaves i'd watch the fuck out of that that'd be amazing um yeah, and and then at the end, it just it just says in text on the bottom, "Try it if you're bored sometime." <laughs> after he shows off the binary thing, um, and then he got to the actual showcase of Byleth as a character. Right, uh, Byleth is a character with low mobility and the grab lacks range. Uh, however, he described Byleth as a distance demon. Right, uh, because I there's a lot of things you can do with Byleth at kind of any distance mm -hmm. in uh in the game. Uh, Byleth, instead of just having a sword, has four relic weapons. Right. And the weapon generally changes based on the direction the stick is pressed uh, when attacking. The main weapon is the Sword of the Creator, mm -hmm. uh, where, like, your rapid-fire attacks, your, your like, tilts and strong attacks, and, uh, or at least your, um, it said strong attacks. Okay. Um, I'll... Although, like, the smash attacks for directions are different, so I don't know what they meant by that. Right. Um, but your dash attacks and your up attacks are all sort of the creator attacks. Uh, there's a lot of, like, mid-range, like, multi-hitting stuff with a sort of the creator, basically. And the sort of the creator in Fire Emblem Three Houses, and also in this game, it's it's kind of like a whip sword, like Ivy's sword in Soul Calibur. Yeah. Uh, in the Fire Emblem games, you can make ranged attacks with it, and when yeah. you do the ranged attack, it becomes the whip. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you're, you're not crossing this line here, by the way, but you did remind me. Um, we are going to avoid any spoilers <laughs> for Three Houses in this episode uh, that Sakurai did not already reveal in the showcase video himself, right? Because boy, he he was like in in the showcase video. It's like we're going to try to avoid spoilers about about <laughs> three houses, but he kept like he kept just like like, like tiptoeing up to yeah yeah. He, he kept like giving hints uh -huh. right and like. Oh, I hate it when people give it hints. And, like they say, they're not going to spoil anything, but they give you little right. hints because uh, Amy hates this too. Uh, my girlfriend Amy Lee and I we're both very analytical people, mm -hmm. so like when people drop hints and they think they're being slick, right? Like uh, I'd say about seventy percent of the time, Amy or I can hear that hint and kind of put together yeah, what they like mean. they're actually just revealing the spoiler yeah exactly yeah. and yeah. Sakurai does that so much <laughs> in this video and i've played like three hours of three houses so far god so much got spoiled for me and just as an example um i have played substantially more three houses than you yeah uh 
all of the relic weapons besides the sword of the creator are relic weapons that I don't have. (laughs) (laughs) Like I've done all of the side quests that are available to me so far to get relic weapons and none of them are, were in this direct. Wow. So Um, now I know that the other three exist. Now I know that you can do side quests to get relic weapons. Uh, well, uh, (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. I just said, (laughs) It's okay. That I mean, to be fair, that's a Daniel spoiler. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> look, there are other Daniels out there. You know, like there's some people that like like as few details as possible when going into a thing. And I get that. Like, there's a lot of people like, not like you. You're just a weirdo. But like, <laughs> there's there, there's a lot of people where like the main thing they don't want spoiled is story spoilers. Yes, and like, and like I'm one of those people that like if. If a mechanic is especially cool and it doesn't get introduced to mid to late game, I don't want to know about the mechanic either. Sure. You know? um, when yeah. Daniel says I'm a spoiler weirdo, what he means is that I used to decide if I wanted to get an RPG by watching a YouTube video of the final, <laughs> final boss, boss fight. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think we have mentioned on the podcast before. But Just it's as always, a refresher. Yeah, it's always you know. a fun refresher, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I wish uh, you could have seen the look on Daniel's face when he said fun refresher because it looked like he had just swallowed an entire bottle of like chili peppers. Like it was just out and out revulsion and disgust. <laughs> oh man, I just like <laughs> like I I respect, you know, your that that our tastes are different there. Yeah. But Obviously, I don't think we'll ever fully understand each other no. on, on that level. I think we both do our best. We both do do our best, but we don't always hit the mark. Yeah, you've you've gotten. I I see how hard you've tried lately to like not <laughs> to not you. spoil me on things. Thank you, I appreciate and that. Your efforts have actually been really admirable lately. I do appreciate it. Good. You do you do still slip up sometimes, but but like. This Sakurai video has like really like revealed to me. It's like, wow, you know, Sean's doing great. <laughs> Sean's, <laughs> like, thanks, Daniel. <laughs> like, there'll still sometimes be moments that, like, uh, like Avengers Endgame, right? Before we <laughs> watch the movie, uh, Sean told me it's like this thing got. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but something got spoiled for me like right before we went to go watch the movie together right and it's like a major character death right and then uh and then like and then like we sit next to each other watching the movie and as we're watching it uh a a character uh starts falling from a from a (laughs) from a tall height and before it shows them on the ground, Sean leans over and goes, this is the thing that got the for me. <laughs> and uh, you've, co- you've come pretty far since then, too. Thank, You're always improving. That's, that's the point. <laughs> uh, uh, so where were we? Right. Uh, relic weapons. Yes. Um, but you unlock somehow. I don't know. <laughs> Do you unlock them? Uh, yeah, for uh, Sword of the Creator, uh, yeah, mid-range, multi-hit shit. Uh, the up B is a tether special, which we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. 
Um, I'm a, I'm a fan of those. Yeah. I'm not good at using them effectively myself, but I like that they exist. Yeah. And, uh, and, and yeah, like I, I agree with that. They, uh, they're, they're cool, you know? Yeah. They're, they're cool. Even if, if they kind of got phased out for a while because their effectiveness is maybe a bit like, right. Yeah. A bit suspect, but I, I'm, I, I'm always kind of glad when I see another Tyler special, I'm like, Oh, cool. Me too. It's, because it's a uniquely smash mechanic. You yes. Know? So it's neat to see the Arid bar, which is a spear right. is used for side attacks uh, it has long reach and it can be angled up or down, and it's a it's a tipper attack. Like mm-hmm. uh, if you hit with the tip of it, it does more damage. The side B uh, is like a big swipe with the Aridvar, which has vertical and horizontal reach. Right. Um, and it's is very punishable if you whiff with it or you or you hit a shield with it. Right. Uh, the aimer or the aimier. Uh, I don't know. I haven't. Uh experienced it in the game <laughs> which which is an axe is used for down attacks okay down smash and stuff um it hits real hard uh the down smash covers both sides of byleth which is cool uh the down b is like kind of a delayed attack where you you really wind up the swing but it hits really hard uh and it has super armor mm-hmm. and uh you can change directions like mid attack with it or uh if you're on a platform, you can drop down from the platform in the middle of the move to kind of, like, get down and hit someone underneath you. This singular move is what made me buy into Byleth as a character. <laughs> I went from, like, okay, this this is a pretty cool conceit to, like, I'm playing this character on day one yeah. <laughs> because of this move. Yeah, uh, the, it is a really cool move. Yeah. A lot of, lot of use. Mm-hmm. Uh However, uh, Sakurai pointed out that if someone counters that move, you will get fucked up. <laughs> so get ready to change directions real fast if you see somebody yeah. countering it. Yeah. Uh, finally, the fail knot, uh, which is a bow, is used for uh, a neutral air attack where the bow spins kind of like pit. And the neutral special, which works a little differently from Link's bow, uh, because it has to charge a certain amount before you can release it, but you can cancel out of the charge. Uh, and you can also change direction in the middle of the charge. Right. Uh, so, like, Byleth has a lot of versatility. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, or you can hold the button for a more powerful attack that you can't cancel. Right. Um, and that's basically Byleth's skill set. Like, a, like, just really versatile, can kind of hit you from, like, any direct, from, like, any part of the stage, almost. <laughs> right. And just uh, kind of has something for any situation, like a like a jack of all trades, master of none, but but still good at stuff. Yes. You know? I like. I completely understand people who were not enthusiastic about another Fire Emblem character getting added to the roster. Sure, but mechanically, Byleth is just so my jam. Yeah, just so my jam. She or he is a, like, like I really like slow mid-range characters with versatility and options. Yeah, you do. And that's just what Byleth is. Yeah. Like, you could not have made a character that is more aligned with the kinds of characters I've been really into in fighting games recently. Yeah, this this is a great, like, this is a great Smash character for you. Yeah. A really great, like, I, uh, like, I feel like one day we'll try to, like, 
we'll we'll try to see how far we can get with some, with Smash Ultimate competitively. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this this podcast has not really been about us being competitive with Smash on any level. No. <laughs> uh, but like, I feel like if we ever tried, Byleth is a serious contender for your main. I think so too. I'm very excited to play Byleth when the 26th rolls around. Yes, the 28th. It's when the 28th rolls around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, although I do think there's one interesting thing you said on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, when uh, when Byleth was was shown off fully. Right. Uh, do you remember what that oh, was? Yes, which is that even though I think Byleth is really cool and interesting, I wish that Byleth were just Monster Hunter with almost the same exact toolkit and moveset. Yeah. Um, because you could very easily like replace the axe with the hammer and uh-huh. the lance with the insect glaive and the bow with the bow and just kind of, you know, uh, do a very similar thing with Monster Hunter and it would still feel like Monster Hunter. Here's Here's another crackpot theory for you. <laughs> Byleth used to be Monster Hunter. A month, I think Monster Hunter was at the very least considered as a playable character for the hmm. base version of Ultimate, which is why Rathalos right. and a Monster Hunter spirit stage is in World of Light. Okay. Um, and they scrapped Monster Hunter as a character, but had the design document for their <laughs> moveset already done. And then Sakurai realized that he could port that over to Byleth when the time to put Byleth in the game came. I would like to request that any of you physicists and electrical engineers out there that might be working on multiversal teleportation devices, just really get on that so that I can go to the alternate universe (laughs) where Monster Hunter was a character with Byla's moveset, (laughs) and then just, like, shove my that universe self into the teleportal and then stay there. Uh, Just like all of you to know... That I'm very interested in your technology. I cannot fund it with money, but enthusiasm through the roof. My appreciation for you, unmatched. And if you need money, Patreon.com. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's another thought I had when you brought up the Monster Hunter thing. It's like, oh, yeah, this works so well as a Monster Mm -hmm. Hunter moveset that I wonder if it was a Monster Hunter moveset at one point. Oh, man, that would break my heart. <laughs> yeah. Um, Byleth's final smash is Progenitor God Ruptured Heaven, uh, which it's has... It's a very metal name. Yeah, it really is. Uh, it's a cinematic move. Like, yeah. you know, you, you strike with the first hit, and then and then a cinematic plays where Sothis, like, helps you out, basically. You know what's uh, funny is that I'm on the record as being someone who really doesn't like Final Smashes where, like, all of your friends or all of the versions of you join you in ass-kicking your opponent. Yeah. I would actually have really liked this Final Smash to just be, like, the three houses show up and, like, Edelgard hits them and Dimitri hits them and, you know, like, you kind of see all the popular characters yeah. just wailing on them. Yeah. I, I think I would have liked that a little bit more than this. Like, this one's fine. Yeah. But it does feel a little underwhelming to me. That's fair. I yeah, I'm I'm on board with that. Mm-hmm. I'm on board with that. Uh, Sakurai showed off the color variations. Uh, each gender of Byleth has four costumes. Uh, male Byleth has the default costume. Uh, colors that make him look like Dimitri. Colors that make him look like Claude. And a variation that is a spoiler. (laughs) Uh, I would just like to say that I have been so careful 
to not show you my screen when I've been playing Three Houses, specifically because I didn't want you to see the color of my Violet's hair. <laughs> and then Sakurai. Yeah. Is just well, like, by the way, this happens later to yeah, you, I guess. Yeah, right. He's like, he, like, what he says is, uh, is like, you'll notice that Violet's hair is a different color in this variation. Right. Uh, for story reasons that happen later. <laughs> hey, did you notice that they were wearing that costume in their final smash? <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> I, like, I don't know if if everyone was able to put two and two together from that, but I did. Yeah. Like, I, I just asked Amy, he's like, does this fucking happen? And she's like, do you want to, do you really want to know? I'm like, yeah, just tell me. And she's like, yes. Right. <laughs> anyway. Uh... There you go. See, you're, you're the Sherlock Holmes of getting things spoiled for you by receiving incidental information a blessing and a curse really just a curse it never brings me happiness i've never benefited from that um you you really are like sherlock holmes except that instead of the downside being that like you need regular cocaine shots to stimulate yourself <laughs> It's more like you don't want to find out the solution to the murder. Uh, and then Inspector Lestrade just comes over like, you know, Sherlock, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but there's some blood over there. Just like, God damn it. Lestrade. <laughs> cocaine myself. I'm not going to go cocaine myself. I never have cocaine to myself. Wait, no, 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 of course so not. Make, make not neither of us have a drug habit. Yeah. Just FYI. Yeah, really, like, video games are the most addictive thing I do. Oh, for me, it's bread. <laughs> <laughs> and cheese. Uh, um, the female version of Violet yeah. has the default costume, uh, a a color palette that makes her look like Edelgard, a color palette that makes her look like Sothis, and the same spoiler variation that the male has. Right. Um, then he moved on to talking about the stage. The stage is the Garrick Mach Monastery. It is uh it is a walk-off stage and it's also kind of a traveling stage. Right. All all instances of the stage are are walk-offs though. They're all they they all you there, know. There's no like uh the pits on yeah. either side. No, yeah, no no pits in any uh in any instance of the stage. But basically it it cycles through four different locations uh in the Garrick Mach Monastery from Fire Emblem Three Houses, which are the marketplace the reception hall, the bridge, and the cathedral, and each area has cameos from different Three Houses characters. Right. And uh, it transitions via a mysterious green platform every 2.5 to 2. 5 minutes. Right. Uh, the marketplace uh, features cameos from Dimitri, uh, Daydu, and Ingrid, all from the Blue Lions. Dudu. Dudu. Uh, <laughs> or as Sakurai said, not Dudu. <laughs> right. It's it's funny the way they translated which which must have been very specific uh -huh. very specific Japanese comments about the Japanese Fire Emblem names. Yes, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, I know that he also said some spoilery shit about Dimitri, but I don't remember what spoilery <laughs> things he said specifically, and I don't want to inadvertently spoil anything. So you can take that. I, <laughs> he's like, yeah. Uh, D Dimitri may or may not lose an eye or something. <laughs> right. He, yeah. He, he basically, yeah. He's like, like he's he, a, he's a poor soul. Or yeah. Right. He's an he unfortunate soul. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. 
yeah that that was a revelation that really shocked me in the game or maybe it didn't but uh you know sakurai shocked you instead Anyway, the gatekeeper is also in the background, a fan favorite character. So it's it's really yeah. Like, I, that kind of tells me that like Fire Emblem fans in Japan must have loved the gatekeeper <laughs> as much as Fire uh-huh. Emblem fans in America did. I I check in with the gatekeeper every time I go to town. Good because he's hilarious. He's wonderful. A two pure for this world. Yes. Yeah. I want to unlock him and have him on my team. <laughs> uh, that should be the oh. Side note that I just remembered, mm-hmm. uh, you joked on the podcast several episodes ago that the story, like, so here's, I'm sorry, I'm a little all over the place here. That's okay. Uh, but I just remembered that another thing that happened, I probably should have covered this in news mm-hmm. because it's relevant to something we predicted for the Nintendo Direct episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the same day as the Byleth reveal, they also showed off. Uh, a trailer for the DLC, the story yes. DLC for Three Houses. Yeah. Uh, in the Nintendo Direct predictions episode, you predicted that it would take place between, uh, right. like in the time that took, you know, it would fill in the gap between the time skip. Mm-hmm. Um, I predicted that it would be a prequel story featuring Violet's dad. Right. Uh, but several episodes before that, you joked that the Fire Emblem Three Houses story DLC would be Fire Emblem Three Houses, there's a fourth house. <laughs> and they revealed the fourth house. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> so the thing you said as a joke is what actually happened. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Um, anyway, the marketplace has breakable vendor booths that open up space on either side of the stage. Yes. Uh, the reception hall features Edelgar, Dorothea, and Petra from the Black Eagles the Black Eagle House. Fun fact, Petra is my favorite character in the entire game, and nice. I'm so glad that she makes a cameo. <laughs> I'm happy for you. The uh, first thing that I did was just immediately invest all my time and effort and affection into recruiting Petra to my house, because I was the Blue Lions. You are Blue Lions, that's right. Yeah. Petra is great. Yes. There are chandeliers above the stage that can drop down if you hit them, like the boxing ring right. searchlights on the you know the boxing ring stage. Oh, it, was, it was funny to me that as Sakurai was showing that off, he also pointed out that Byleth can't get up there on their <laughs> on the, own. Uh, yeah, on their own stage. That was pretty funny. Uh, you can also break the tables that are in the background, but that's just a cosmetic thing. Right. The bridge uh, is very similar to the Bridge of Elden. It features Claude, Hilda, and Lorenz uh, from the Golden Deer House. Right. Also, Pegasus Knight flies around in the background. Um... And the cathedral stage features Rhea, Seteth, and Flane, all from the church mm-hmm. part of the monastery. Um, <laughs> Sakurai says, all three have character quirks related to their true identities. This spoiled me. I don't know what that means yet. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Flane might be saying shush at this point, so I'll <laughs> leave it at that. Is something he said. Like, I've... Like, I've always had theories mm-hmm. about, like, the nature of the church in the game. Yeah. Um, and uh, this this narrowed some of my thoughts. Right. Like, that, some of my thoughts have more precision now <laughs> when he said that. Uh, Sakurai. <laughs> <laughs> also, at, at, when you're at the cathedral, platforms will float onto the screen sometimes. Kind of like the Animal Crossing, like, city and town stage. Like, right. Platforms will just kind of 
enter the field. This stage will never be considered uh, as uh, competitive. Oh, absolutely for, not. For even half a second. No, Byleth will be fighting on Smashville for the rest of time. <laughs> uh, and that's that's the stage. Yes. Like, you know. Um, it it's cool. I really like this stage. Me too. I think the stage is really cool. I like it a lot. I, I agree. It's cool aesthetically. I like the mechanics of it. Yeah, it's cool. Then Sakura talked about the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mentioned that because it's Fire Emblem music, it'll be added to every Fire Emblem stage. I appreciate which that. Which makes sense, but it's also cool. Uh, he also added that uh, less music is being added than than you would expect for a DLC character, especially one owned by Nintendo. Because there's already so much Fire Emblem music in the game. Yeah, which which I get, but I mean, it also kind of feels like bullshit to me. Like, yeah. You have all of it, you have the rights to all of it, like, just throw more in there. Yeah, it's especially disappointing because uh, out of the out of the tracks listed, only one is a new arrangement for Smash Bros. And Te- this, this, technically this, two. This really feeds into your what if this character wasn't supposed to be Byleth theory. Exactly. You know? yeah. Because I feel like there'd be more unique arrangements if they had more <laughs> time to put the character out. Yeah. Uh, if they had the amount of time that they expected to be able to put the character out. And by the way, there's no way that America had the technology to reach the moon in the 1960s. <laughs> I don't appreciate this, Sean. <laughs> anyway, the tracks are the Fire Emblem Three Houses main theme. Uh, it's the only new arrangement. It has Eng- it has an English lyrics version and a Japanese lyrics version. Right. Uh, Foldland winds, blue skies in a battle, tearing through heaven, chasing daybreak, between heaven and earth, paths that will never cross, the apex of the world, and English and Japanese versions of the Edge of Dawn, Seasons of Warfare, uh, are all ported straight from Three Houses into Smash. Right. Which, like, you know, at least Three Houses has a really solid soundtrack, so, yeah. you know, that's fine. Yeah, at least the music will be good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it lists, it said 11 tracks in total at the bottom, but if you don't count the different <laughs> language versions, it's really nine tracks. It's like, that'd be like if a new 10 episode anime came out and they were like, there's a sub and dub. So there's 20 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, so yeah, a l- little disappointed by the the lack of music representation. I feel yeah. like, yeah, I feel like if you have the rights to everything, you should really just go all out. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you are... The the original the additional music is one of the selling points of these character packs. You yes, know? exactly. Yeah, so like you're and like give give us your money for really one brand new song, and like with a lot of Fire Emblem stuff, like even if you're not remixing it, you know, really like the GameCube stuff, the Post Awakening stuff, like it's all high quality. You just stick it in there, you yeah. know, like stuff that you don't already have in there. Yeah, yeah. I like, don't get just, it. Just yeah, just rearrange more music from Fates, whatever. Right. Do it. Anyway, uh, he also showed off the the DLC spirit board. Uh, Dorothea, Ingrid, and Hilda are novice spirits. Mm-hmm. Sedeth, Edelgard, and Dimitri, and Claude are advanced spirits. Rhea is an ace spirit, and Sothis is a legend. Right. Um, we don't know what any of them do yet, <laughs> or what uh, what any of their spirit matches are like, because the character isn't out yet. Right. Uh. But uh, but yeah, those those are good picks. Yeah, good picks. Respectable, respectable. Uh, Byleth's classic mode is called a heroic legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, lets you play classic Fire Emblem stages from throughout the series history. 
Uh, Sakurai mentions that the final battle is against Master Hand and Crazy Hand, but with a, with a twist. Again, uh, spoiling things in the, precisely the way you hate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is that is intriguing though. That there's that something amusing happens <laughs> during the Master Hand Crazy Hand fight against Violet specifically. You defeat Master Hand, and then you defeat Crazy Hand, and then Crazy Hand starts falling down into the abyss, and then I lean over and I say, "This is what I got spoiled." For me. <laughs> <laughs> like you defeat Master Hand and Crazy Hand, both hands like fall like to the like to to the ground. They just right. like sit there lifelessly, and then Sakurai's head just like <laughs> like materializes on the stage, and he just whispers, "So this is evil." <laughs> that, that I don't know if that's a real spoiler, right? Or not. Right? Yeah, I don't know whether or not so this is evil. That that is a joke. If that if that actually happens in Three Houses, I'm sorry. Question mark. But also, it's, it's just—it's a different spoiler every time. Yes, like, it's, like, yes, it's just twenty different. You, preloaded. you do the arcade mode again. A fifth house is coming in twenty twenty two. Then he showed me costumes. Right. Uh, Altair from Assassin's Creed is a is a me sword fighter. Mm-hmm. weirdly it, it said like you know usually it's like smash bros cross franchise characters right. from this time was smash bros cross altair yeah that was instead weird. of cross assassin's creed i mean you know yeah it loves altair i guess it's weird yeah like it's like i feel like the only logical reason to do that is if you are giving us more assassin's creed content later hmm. And I don't, I don't think that that's that likely. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I had been thinking like maybe it's some kind of really weird rights concern. Maybe like like the guy who named Assassin's Creed owns the rights to the name or something. Oh, you know, yeah. like one of those situations. Maybe, yeah. Maybe but it could be know. something that bizarre. Uh, also, a rabbit's hat, deconfirming the rabbits once and for all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was I was really psyched when I saw that. Not because I'm excited about rabbits hats, but because I'm excited about rabbits not being real characters in this game. Yeah, that that's that feels like a hefty deconfirm. Mm-hmm. Um, Gunner costumes uh, representing Mega Man X and Mega Man EXE. Yeah. Um, cool, th- cool little throwback to the Battle Network games. Yeah, good games. I, I think these were both costumes in uh, in Smash Four, but it's nice oh, okay. To, but it's nice to have them back. Yeah. And the big boy, the the big uh, <laughs> Smash costume reveal, a Cuphead costume for me Gunners. This was a cool reveal. Yeah this this was really cool. And the costume is of such a high quality that it just straight up looks like a new Cuphead character. Yeah, the, the Cuphead costume looks great. Yeah, it looks really good. Like, yeah, I haven't even played Cuphead, and right. like that's just a great addition. Yeah, it is. Like, like seeing that in the game. Um, <laughs> we had some people in our Discord who were more excited about that than they were about Byla. <laughs> I feel like that was, yeah, that that was kind of a. A thing that that happened mm-hmm. just on the internet in general. I saw people that were just more pumped about the Cuphead <laughs> costume than they were about Byleth. Um, the Cuphead, like Sans, uh, comes with a new music track. Right. Um, uh, the track is called Floral Fury. It's a track that plays when you fight Cagney Carnation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does not appear to be a new arrangement. But honestly, that soundtrack is so well produced that that's fine. Yeah, you know? yeah, that like, is it's fine. A great soundtrack. Yeah. Uh finally, uh Sakurai 
showed uh, Amiibo for Richter and Dark Samus. Again, like, putting them onto the table in a new way. Oh, yeah, I forgot. How did they do it? Um, How did he do it this time? He, he just, uh, he just, he just picked them both up from his lap and placed them firmly on the countertop <laughs> at an angle that had not been done before. I appreciate that this is a continual meme. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Sakurai started wrapping up. Um, like, he talked about, yeah, we're, we're done with Fighter Pass 1. Uh, and he mentioned that he likes to add new mechanics when he releases new characters. Mm-hmm. He mentioned that every character released in the Fighter's Pass has, like, a new mechanic of some kind. Right. Um... And that he likes to keep doing that. He likes to keep introducing new ways to play Smash. So I think that's one thing to definitely think about going forward. Uh-huh. Uh, and speaking of going forward, he then revealed Fighters Pass Volume 2. Yeah. Uh, not five, but six additional fighters. Challenger Pack 6 through 11 are coming to the game over the next uh, year or two. Uh, it said at the bottom, all fighters will be released by December 31, 2021. Yeah. Um, so they're definitely giving themselves time to put that together. I think we'll we'll have all of it, like, a good deal before December 31st, 2021. Okay. Um, maybe. I, I, I kind of see two things happening. Um, one, we're getting new Smash characters, like, every, like, two or three months. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, that, that pace will keep kind of steady. Um, or, uh, they've, they're literally very early in the development right. of, of Fighters Pass 2, and we won't even see more Fighters Pass stuff until, like, E3, and then we'll get the first character after E3. Okay. Yeah. Like, I see those two as possibilities, but I'm leaning more towards the first possibility. Okay. Like, I feel like there has to have been some work done on at least the first fighter of Fighters Pass 2, Unless Byleth was supposed to be the first fighter, uh-huh. and and now we're gonna have to wait till E three to find out more because they're behind. Right, they're scrambling to find another character for the sixth slot. Yeah, or you know, not not scrambling. They know what the character is. Well, right, they just, right. They just don't have enough work done yet. Yes, because they had to kind of do double time on Byleth. <laughs> And scrap like a character that was essentially done by the time <laughs> Blizzard really fucked it. <sighs> uh, but six additional fighters, Challenger Pack six through eleven. That means that by the time uh, Fighter Pass Volume Two is done, there will be eighty-one fighters total after completion. God, not including Echo Fighters. Including Echo Fighters, it's eighty-eight. That is a staggering number of characters. Yeah, that's absurd. Also, isn't that the number of keys on a piano, grand piano, 88 keys? 88 keys? Yeah. Good question. Let me find out. Okay. Yes, there are 88 keys on a grand piano. Wow. The Smash Ultimate is the grand piano of fighting <laughs> games because of how many characters there are. I mean, that's that's like, there are, you know, uh, Mugen uh, profiles on people's computers that, <laughs> that are... don't have 88 characters in them. Yeah. Oh, like, God, that's, that's, that's an point. absurd number of characters. It's wild. It's really wild. Um, if you, if you order, if you get the fighters pass volume two, you'll get a, a breath of the wild ancient soldier uh, costume for your meat sore fighters. Right. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so that's, 
that's the stuff he showed off and he said like you know uh please consider pre-purchasing even though we can't show you any of the characters yet <laughs> um thanks goodbye um yeah so we're we're about obviously to start hashing out what we think vol- fighters pass volume two will be because the last week alone has shaken up a lot of our predictions <laughs> i think uh-huh um but I, I think the Byleth showcase was really cool. I'm really looking forward to Byleth getting added. Me too. And Byleth stage and uh and yeah, I, I think it I think it'll be a good addition. I'm looking forward to playing through that classic mode. Yeah. Yeah, any any more thoughts? Uh I'm excited to play Byleth and I can't believe that our podcast is definitely happening for another two years or so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're we're going to be doing this podcast into twenty twenty one. We're locked in. Yeah. Man. Man. I remember when when we first like when we didn't even know what the next Smash Bros. game was gonna be called. Right. We just knew, okay, there's a Smash Bros. game coming from Switch. Inkling's gonna be in it. Uh huh. Let's make a fucking podcast right <laughs> now. Uh, we it, may have discussed this on the podcast before, but we initially had plans to do a completely different podcast. Yeah. And then at one point, we just agreed that if a new Smash game gets announced before that one gets off the ground, we'll do a Smashing Theory. Yeah. We may not have even had a name for it at the time. We're just like, we'll do a Smash Bros. Prediction podcast. Yes. And then on the day that trailer came out we just looked at each other and we just knew yeah. you know <laughs> and uh, yeah and that day the day that trailer came out was less than a week before we'd planned to record the first episode of that podcast that never happened yeah yeah uh yeah it was, it was and this is this has been our lives now for <laughs> yes for two years and potentially for another year plus yeah know? no like like I mean, I don't even do the editing and stuff, and I still probably invest more time into this than I do most of my other hobbies besides video games. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah, and, and when we first, like, started the podcast, it was like, you know, it was like, yeah, we'll do this for, like, a year, because, like, maybe maybe there'll be DLC, maybe there right. won't. You yeah. Know? We didn't even know there'd be DLC or anything. Like, there was, yeah, we we at the very least did not think that this would be something we could still keep talking about in 2021. Yeah, but here we are. Here we are, man. Yeah. So, uh, so, time to talk about Fighters Pass Volume 2. Man, we haven't had to really predict stuff for a while here. Yeah, we, we did, we did do some predictions when Sakurai confirmed that there were new fighters in development. That's true. So, here are the predictions we've made, like, for DLC like over the past year, mm-hmm. right? Um, the predictions that have already been resolved are the ones we got correct, mm-hmm. which are Hero, Banjo Kazooie, and Byleth. Right. Uh, so just two points for you so far. Thank you. The the predictions that we got incorrect, um, like uh, we didn't predict Joker, we didn't predict Terry, we didn't predict. Uh, well, you predicted Byleth. Uh, you predicted Sans, but right. he was a me fighter instead. Yes, and uh, and we predicted the Astral Chain protagonist, but I think we can safely say that's a deconfirm. Yeah, I would I would be very surprised. Yeah, um, if it wasn't. And our unresolved predictions so far, uh, you and I both predicted uh, that Sora would be mm-hmm. playable and that Tracer would be playable. Right. Uh, I predicted that Heihachi 
uh, Minecrafter and Crash Bandicoot would be added. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you predicted uh, the Monster Hunter and Jin from Tekken. Yes. Uh, would be added. Uh, so, I guess first off, uh, so Sora, Tracer, Monster Hunter, and Jin. Are there any of those that you don't think will be in Fighters Pass 2 now that we know more things? Uh, so, in the time in advance of this episode being recorded, I just went th- through, I kind of racked my brain and considered games that have come out and that are going to come out. Yeah. And I made a brand new list of six predictions. Nice. <laughs> well, this is <laughs> cool. Uh, let, let's, let's go with the, the format that, that I've hashed out because I think it'll be cool to talk about what's changed. Sure, sure, sure. Right? Uh, that, I'm glad you did that though. That's cool. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And obviously we'll, I think we'll get to hear your whole list over, over the course of this. Okay. So I guess what I should ask then, mm-hmm. uh, is on your new list of six are... Uh, any of Sora, Tracer, Monster Hunter, and Jin from Tekken not on that new list? It might be easier for me to say which of my characters is still on that list, and that is Monster Hunter. <laughs> you so Monster Hunter is the character that made it. So, uh, so you so you don't think Sora will be in Fighters Pass two? No, I think Sora's time has passed. I okay. think that if Sora was going to be in the game, it was going to be in DLC Pack one. Okay, interesting. I think that it was going to be Fighters Pass two or bust. Okay. Um, do you still think Tracer's going to be in the game? No. Yeah, I think that if Tracer was going to be in the game and they abandoned her, they're not going to bring her back. Yeah, I I, I do agree. I do. I do see a chance that maybe they shuffled it. Maybe they're like, maybe people won't be angry about Hong Kong anymore in a year. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I also kind of feel like Tracer is just plain canceled. Yeah. If, if she was ever considered at all. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I also no longer think that Tracer will be in Fighters Pass 2. Maybe it won't be Tracer. God. <laughs> uh, and you don't think that Jin from Tekken. No, I have another Namco Bandai rep in mind. Ooh. Uh, so do I. <laughs> um, so, okay. So right now, uh, right now your list is Monster Hunter. Yes. So from my list, Sora, Tracer, Heihachi, Minecrafter, and Crash Bandicoot. Mm-hmm. I think that Sora is in Fighters Pass 2. Okay. Yeah, like, uh, like basically I think each Fighters Pass will get a Square Enix character. Okay. And if... Square Enix is giving us more characters. It, it, the next one better be Sora. That's all I'm saying. Do you have a notion as to which of the six slots Sora will take up? Maybe slot six. Okay, because my consideration was that, like, the reason I'm dropping Sora is that unless he's, like, the first character that gets released, it's yeah. not going to be in that sweet spot of, like, after Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out, but before or around when the DLC comes out. Sure, but I, I think that's not, you know, like, I don't think that matters as much because we're not going to get to play that DLC on Switch anyway. <laughs> that's you know? true. Yeah. So, but Sora, I think Sora is a character that's always kind of relevant. Okay. And I also, if he's 2021 DLC, mm-hmm. they might have announced a spinoff for the Switch by mm. the time that's happened. That's true. Yeah. I'm um, still dropping Sora, though. Okay. Fair. Yeah, I, I could see him being either number one or number six, <laughs> and not any of the ones in between. Okay. 
Um, uh, I yeah, I don't think Tracer's in anymore. Right. I am still protecting Heihachi. Okay. Um, is that the Namco Bandai rep you had in mind? Uh, well, actually, when no. You, I'm you... I'm I'm adding a new Namco Bandai rep to my list. Mm, okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think Namco Bandai will get two reps in Fighters Past Six. Okay. I am still predicting Minecrafter, mm-hmm. and I'm still predicting Crash Bandicoot, but I'm feeling <laughs> the worst about that. Okay. Uh, which means I I have to add two characters uh to my prediction list, and you're adding five. I sure am. Um, so, so we also each made three reserve predictions back then. Yes. Uh, yours were Phoenix Wright, Wreck-It Ralph, and a Gen 8 Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Are any of those three on your new list? Two. Two? Yes. Okay. So I'm doing something a little interesting this time. Uh, instead of trying to necessarily 100% predict what the roster is going to be, I'm doubling up on a couple of occasions hmm. because I'm trying to just name six solid contenders and hope that in some situations, either one or the other gets in. Okay. So for Capcom, that's Monster Hunter and Phoenix Wright. I'm not certain that both, both? of them will get in, okay. but I think one of them will. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. A a strategy that could pay off. Or it could backfire. <laughs> yeah, that, that could pay off in, like, net gains, yeah. you know? Like, it's like, okay, I might have, instead of Phoenix Wright, I might have guessed a character that would be just plain wrong, but yeah. now I'll get either Monster Hunter or... I, I see your gambling strategy. Thank you. I see it. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, and then the other one I'm promoting is Gen 8 Pokemon, and specifically, I think that it's going to be Urshifu, and it's going to come out later. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, here's another fun prediction. I think that Urshifu's uh, central mechanic is that he will be able to swap between uh, single and rapid style. Interesting. That that would be a mechanic that like kind of defies the games, which which, yeah. which Sakurai tends not to do, but he has mm-hmm. in the past. Maybe not with Pokemon specifically, but still. Yeah. Um, like I just think that's such a classic martial arts thing that I could see it happening. I I think that's a really cool prediction. Cool. Um, uh, my reserve predictions. Uh, um, really one one of my reserve predictions was just Minecraft Steve in case like in case it happened instead of a general Minecrafter character. Sure. Uh, but you know, f- fuck it. I think. I think if Minecraft Steve is in, and I said Minecrafter, that should probably still count. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that being a rule. Uh, my other two predictions, uh, my other two reserve predictions are on my final list. Okay. Um, one is Gen Eight Pokemon, mm-hmm. specifically Rillaboom. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm a little antsy about this one because I think uh, I think that it's dangerous to try to go for symmetry mm-hmm. with Sakurai based decisions. You know, like if, if Rillaboom is the next DLC Pokemon, then we have two playable fire Pokemon, two playable water Pokemon and two playable grass Pokemon. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, like Charizard and Incineroar, uh, Squirtle and Greninja. And then we'd have Ivysaur and Rillaboom. Okay. Right. Um, like if Rilla, if Rillaboom's in, I don't think that was the decision making process. I don't think it was just like, oh, let's get another grass Pokemon in here. Sure. But 
I think Rillaboom would be a new heavy character. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could bring out the drum with his down B. That's true. Um, <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and like you know, he could like, and using the drum, like he could use like timed hits as a mechanic. Uh huh. So basically, like, yeah, the drum would be a new mechanic that could be introduced into the game nice. through Rillaboom, and his final smash could be him g-maxing could be him gigantamaxing uh-huh. and getting that big old drum set and just fucking people up with it just gonna add a little side mechanic to that uh-huh. i'm gonna say that if rillaboom is in the game when he's done playing the drums he leaves it on the ground and then can pick it up and throw it as an item oh yeah yeah that's that's good cool. i like that yeah um i did also consider urshifu as an option actually nice i think urshifu is a, a really good pick thank you and you're looking at the outline right now. Is your Namco Bandai rep the same as the one I'm about to say? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, my my last pick is Agumon. Nice from Digimon. I I I've flirted with Agumon before. I think Agumon has temporarily been on my list before, and I'm like, ah, not that's. It's <laughs> like, hey, oh, you're such a flirt, Daniel. I really love how long your face is. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um. <laughs> I've I've flirted with the idea of Agumon being playable before, but I've always kind of pulled back on that. Sure. I'm firmly placing Agumon in there now. Okay. Um like I think I think like first of all, he originated as a virtual pet, so mm-hmm. a virtual pet rep is really cool. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. Um I think Agumon will have Digivolving as a mechanic. Yeah. And uh yeah, I, I can't like I think Sakurai will not be able to resist doing that, especially, no, especially think, at this stage. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah, and uh, and there is a new Digimon game coming out for Switch in twenty twenty, um, so like it would be good promotionally. Yeah, it just makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think Agumon like is kind of a lesser known, like not he, Agumon is a Terry Bogard level of popular, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like a character that's not as like wildly popular as some of their other picks, mm-hmm. but a character that still makes sense and a character that would have like really unique mechanics and be a great representative of like an entire genre of games of like a, a, a really important franchise historically. Sure. Sure. Uh, and also Agumon versus Pikachu. I mean, fucking come on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really hammering in Agumon. So like, uh, so I guess that's I. So I guess my list of six has already been revealed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sora, Heihachi, Minecrafter, Crash Bandicoot, Agumon, and Rillaboom. Right. Um, I think that's a solid list, and I would be fine with almost any of them getting in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heihachi especially. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, I love Heihachi. <laughs> Uh, wow i'm still the least sure about crash bandicoot to the point where i might change that in this episode okay um well we're allowed to change yeah we are allowed to change our predictions and also as humans yeah uh and you uh so far have uh the hunter phoenix wright and urshifu and urshifu uh, so, actually, before we move on, I'm really interested that you still think the Monster Hunter is going to be added to the game, even after Byleth kind of fits exactly what a Monster Hunter would be like? Yes, because Monster Hunter is an enormously successful and popular money spinner. Yeah. Uh, and I think that even in a situation where 
they have this character who does what a lot of what I imagined Monster Hunter can do. Um, I think, you know, uh, a franchise rep from that series at the very least just makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. I do cool. think that's fair. Good, I think, good I think, points. I think that if anything, what might happen is that, like, it's the feline, you know, or uh-huh. something. Okay. Uh, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Okay. So, who are your three other characters? So, my other Namco rep is the Chosen or the Chosen Undead from Dark, Dark Souls. Ooh, good pick. Yeah. Uh, and I think that I was thinking, I was really waffling about this one because there are already so many sword characters in the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that, you know, there's just so many weird, quirky things about that franchise that you could, like, give them a weird weapon or have a mechanic be, like, pulling out different items from the game or something. Like, there's, yeah. there's stuff. Sure. And I, th- I think that uh they'd be more likely to go with a character like that than like Solaire of Astoria, for instance. Sure. Uh just because there'd be a broader appeal. Okay. So that's one. Yeah. Uh the other one, and this is kind of my weirdest one. Um, I think uh Arli Naja or perhaps Arli Naja and Carbuncle from Puyo Puyo oh. um, might get thrown in there as the kind of like dragon quest hero style japanese character okay because i did a little research and that is a very popular character in japan as a request to be put into smash okay 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 so that's more me like looking at polling data although i do love puyo puyo sure um in picking that character and then my last character and this is my other doubling up character uh you know we've we've got the xenoblade chronicles remaster coming out for the switch uh-huh. i think they're going to do ricky specifically from xenoblade chronicles oh as kind of like a weird like you've got shulk in there he's kind of like the serious sword master character and then just throw in a wacky character that sakurai probably loves okay interesting so those are my six new predictions the hunter from monster hunter phoenix Wright from ace attorney chosen undead from dark souls Arlie Naja from Puyo Puyo, Urshifu from Pokemon, and Ricky from Xenoblade Chronicles. Wow. Yeah, okay. A- eclectic, but very cool. Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think Ricky's really unlikely, but I, I like how bold you were in predicting <laughs> Thank you. that. Yeah, that's that's definitely the prediction that I am least certain about. I Part of me wants to swap out Crash Bandicoot. Like, there's I th- one character I think could be in fighters past season two Mm -hmm. uh just depends entirely on what nintendo's release schedule for the next couple years (laughs) is Mm -hmm. uh because i think one strong contender is whoever the antagonist of metroid prime 4 ends up being. oh that's interesting yeah like uh and you know uh speculation is that that antagonist is going to be silex okay right who, who originated in metroid prime hunters that'd be cool uh i think silex would be a very cool smash character Mm -hmm. if added uh and it'd be a great tie into metroid prime 4 but when the fuck is metroid prime 4 coming out (laughs) uh we we don't know you know that's true uh like and i think silex could come out alongside metroid prime 4 like Mm -hmm. as a dlc character but i don't think silex would come out before metroid prime 4 right definitely character because then everybody will just be like who the fuck is this right so if metroid prime 4 doesn't come out until fall 2021 Mm -hmm. Uh, then, like, yeah, would we really realistically get Silex? Sure. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm considering something like Silex, and, uh, 
Man, the, the more I think about it, the more it feels like there's something obvious I'm missing. Well, you know, um, we can make adjustments as we go. It's it's early days. It's That's true. That's true. However, I'm still going to look at an old outline. <laughs> okay. The outline for more DLC fighters now in development. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's see. Uh, what were some so some stuff we talked about in that episode were uh, Mock Rider, <laughs> um, Crash or Spyro, right? Um, Dante from Devil May Cry, mm-hmm. uh, which w- we didn't even mention. We like there was kind of a close, and uh, I guess there was never really a close call, mm-hmm. but like there was some really heavy speculation because. The Devil May Cry Twitter teased that there would be a Devil May Cry right. announcement on the sixteenth of January. <laughs> um, so a lot of people think we're a lot of people were just fully convinced. Oh, it's Dante. Mm-hmm. Dante is the next DLC character. It was Byleth. Yep. Um, and uh, I, I was not convinced it was Dante even then. Okay. Um, even when you know we were in the heat of of sure. the speculation. Although you know I I saw the ways it could work. Mm-hmm. Um. But ultimately, I was like, no, I don't think it's Dante. And it wasn't, and I still don't think Dante's going to be in. Me neither, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. I like Dante as a character, I like Devil May Cry, but I'm sick of Dante because of Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom. <laughs> um, the Doom Slayer. Right. Yeah. Uh, an- another one I, yeah, I-, I think we could get a Doom Slayer me costume. Yeah. Um, Jibanyan from Yokai Watch. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> nah. Lloyd Irving from Tales of Symphonia. There are people that are just really convinced that this is inevitable. Yeah, right. Uh, because like, uh, because Lloyd Irving's original voice actor, mm-hmm. uh, has said he's under NDA about something he's excited about. Right. And like a lot of people are thinking that you you know because Lloyd Irving was not in Fighters Pass One. Mm-hmm. I feel like it can't be. I feel like the the NDA. That's right. I feel like they can't have recorded Lloyd Irving's lines this that early. Yeah, like at the very least, that had nothing to do with Lloyd Irving being in Smash. I think it's still yeah. possible that sure. Lloyd Irving would be in Smash. But like, out of but Lloyd Irving would be a Namco Bandai rep, a Bandai yeah. Namco rep, and like, I think the ones we mentioned are more likely than Lloyd. I am inclined to agree. Uh, let's see who else. It's Ray, Rabbit of Rayman, that's out. Uh, Ryu Hiyabusa from Ninja Gaiden, mm-hmm. another one that keeps popping up in, like, quote, leaks, unquote, <laughs> and, like, you know, uh, I still don't really think that's happening. While I was doing my research to try to figure out what characters I wanted to predict, I was just, like, looking at characters that other people were predicting, and I chose none of them. But, uh, <laughs> one was, I, I found some list that someone made in kind of, like, a... I don't know, almost like college humor style with like lots of pictures and stuff. Uh-huh. And one of the characters they predicted was some Toho character. <laughs> they were like, I think this is definitely going to be like, all right, man, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> take take one step backward and look at what you've done and Ooh. really think about if this is going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh... Stop trying to make Toho happen. Um, Not on the list that I'm looking at right now. Uh, but one, like, one character you just kind of reminded me of with that that I think has potential mm-hmm. is a Grand Blue Fantasy rep. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, I don't think Grand Blue Fantasy has been on a Nintendo platform yet. But it's gonna be, isn't it? Isn't, uh, isn't that, uh, is the is either the fighting game or the RPG coming out for the Switch? The RPG is not coming out for the Switch. That's okay. just a PS4 game. And I don't know RE the Switch. Okay. Hold on. 
Okay, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus is just for the PS4 also. Huh, okay. But I feel like they could reveal a Grand Blue Fantasy character for the Switch and then announce some kind of Switch game featuring Grand Blue Fantasy characters. Sure, I could see that. Yeah. Uh cuz you know, pretty pretty big franchise, very popular in Japan. Oh yeah. Um yeah, I, I could see it happening although be another sword fighter and people will probably be mad about that mm, that's true well, i i don't think sakurai cares that much yeah yeah i, mean, I think well, i mean obviously he doesn't yeah and i don't <laughs> think nintendo cares that much yeah and i feel like nintendo is probably still like like this last set of dlc characters mm-hmm. it was nintendo making the decisions and not sakurai that's, that's true that's probably still the case for fighters past too right so yeah uh i don't know L- looking at all of that i still think that uh i don't know i i guess i'm not scooting crash out of that slot for now okay but i reserve the right to change my mind uh, as as things develop that's fair i do the same thing for ricky from xenoblade chronicles okay i think that's also fair uh, another uh we we also had some me costume predictions and i'll right. repeat those here uh shantae is a me brawler mm-hmm. travis touchdown is a me sword fighter uh and additional undertale right me costumes like frisk papyrus or like undine sure um i'm not sure if travis touchdown would be more likely than crash bandicoot as a dlc you know Mm. what no crash is more likely yeah yeah crash is more likely suda 51 wants wants travis touchdown to be a a smash dlc character so badly Mm -hmm. that that caused my judgment a bit yeah i think ultimately like he will he will get his day as a me sword fighter, I think that's what still makes the most sense for Travis. I agree. Um, and I'm actually like, I think I was kind of like maybe Shantae will be a me brawler. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time we initially made that list, I think Shantae will definitely be a me brawler now. Cool, because they're they're really getting into indie me costumes. Yeah, and, and I think Shantae makes a lot of sense there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay. So my list is Sora, Heihachi, Minecrafter, Crash Bandicoot, Agumon, and Rillaboom. Right. And my list is Monster Hunter, Phoenix Wright, The Chosen Undead from Dark Souls, Arlie Naja, maybe also with Carbuncle as a combo character from Puyo Puyo, Urshifu from Pokemon, and Ricky from Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I... I don't think there's a 0% chance of Arlene Nadja. Cool. She, she would surprise me. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, cool, cool picks. Thanks. Cool, cool picks. picks to you, too. Thank you. Yeah, I, uh, if, if either of our lineups was Fighters Past 6, I, I'd, I'd find some shit to enjoy in there. Me, too. I think Agumon's one of my more out-there picks, but I really hope Agumon gets in. I think Agumon would be a really cool character. Yeah. God, he'd be great. Okay. Time for some listener mail. Okay. First, kind of uh, an update. Um, <laughs> last episode, Mark E sent us an email and asked if he should get Mario Kart uh, 8 Deluxe. The ongoing saga of Mark E and Mario Kart. <laughs> um, and we, I, I mainly said uh, that I doubt that Mario Kart 9 will be coming for this iteration of the Switch. Right. So he sent me an email that said, thanks, my dudes. Looking forward to my shout out from Reggie, uh, along with a screenshot of Mario Kart 8 mario kart 8 deluxe <laughs> downloading onto a switch 
Because you said that because I said there wouldn't be a Mario Kart 9, that Reggie himself would unretire. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and and announce <laughs> Mario Kart 9 coming to the Switch tomorrow. Well, Marky, it is strange that we have the power to influence other people's purchases. <laughs> yeah. But thanks for the update. This is a fun little serial drama with you as the protagonist. <laughs> Sergio V says, What's good, guys? Tomorrow will be Mr. Sakurai's presentation for the upcoming new character. Ooh, this is coming from the past. Oh. I mean, they're all coming from the past. Well, right. <laughs> and I predict it will be the one and only Crash Bandicoot. Sorry. <laughs> he has been my number one pick since Brawl came out. On another note, out of all the characters in Smash, competitive or casual, who do you think is the most underrated in terms of how good the character is? Hmm. For example, for me, Lucas is a really great pick. He has tether and up B recoveries which are way better than Ness's up B. PK Freeze is literally a powerful move, and his PK Fire can kill offstage. I say he's underrated because you barely see him on competitive events. Okay. P.S. If Crash didn't make it as the 50 LC character, I believe he'll be on the second Fighter's Pass. Smiley face. That's fair. So, underrated characters competitively. I'm um, not super up on the meta, so this what I say is not going to be accurate. Yeah. I just want you to know that fair same <laughs> uh yeah i don't know how good hero is in the meta but mm-hmm. if hero isn't isn't like representing the meta a lot i feel like hero is underrated yeah i like i think that if people aren't using hero it's just because he's complicated yeah he, like he's probably a pain to use he's, like but I th- the most complicated character in the game by yeah. a lot right but i feel like he's also like really good yeah that's fair. Also, I don't know how much Terry's getting used, but I hope it's a lot. And if it's not a lot, then he's underrated. Me too. And any additional underrated thoughts? Sure, why not? I will say that... Uh, I... It's tempting for me to say, like, I think people are sleeping on Little Mac, but I think there are a lot of really valid reasons that he's low tier, you know? Right. Like, I am effective with him when I play him against other people of my skill level. Right. But I'm sure that that's not true uh, when you go even a modicum above where I am yeah. uh, in Fire Emblem. Yeah, one of those characters. So I won't actually say that. You, you know, said Fire Emblem instead of Smash. Oh, which whatever. Makes, which makes sense. Sakurai should just... I was thinking to myself during the reveal, like, Sakurai should just make a Fire Emblem fighting game at this point. Yeah. He has the knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> and several assets that he yes. just poured over yeah um but yeah those are our thoughts we don't know competitive that well sorry thanks yeah. sergio v we did our best <laughs> setgo says as the only byleth fan in the world i am very happy with this thank you mr sakurai <laughs> also gatekeeper is there so who could be mad at that <laughs> setgo gatekeeper i would just like to reiterate is a great little character I love going over and talking to him and seeing what he has to say. He's a ray of sunshine during a dark age of war. Um, so, yes, I, I agree. And yeah, I'm, you know, I'm definitely not as salty about Byleth as a lot of people were. I was, I was, I won't say that I was underwhelmed. I was whelmed, you know, by, <laughs> as, by, by uh, Byleth. Like, like a Robin from Young Justice. <laughs> right, yes. Uh I was whelmed by Byleth when I found out that that was the character. But the more I learned about the way Byleth plays, the more excited I got. Yeah, and yeah, I'd say that I'm not like, like just off the wall excited about Byleth. Yeah, but I'm not like 
mad about Byleth either. Yeah. I think Byleth's a fine addition. I agree. And it also did inspire me to pick up my Fire Emblem Three Houses playthrough for the first time in like a month. So that's good too. I really need to do that before Sakurai makes an addendum video and just like... <laughs> right, yes, t- tune in for an hour and a half announcement from Mr. Sakurai and it's just him <laughs> recounting the entire Three Houses story. Each branch. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. And then Claude grows a mustache. <laughs> I don't know if he does or not. Yeah, at any I, point I, I figure that did sound fake or at least like, like you made that up. <laughs> Uh, JaheyTXT on Twitter says, Byleth is real and they are my friend. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Good input. Yeah, Byleth is real and they are my friend. Thank you. <laughs> I, I think Byleth is one of those characters where, like, for a silent protagonist, they have a very distinct personality. Yeah, know? that's fair. And uh, I do appreciate that about them. <laughs> it's not like a persona protagonist where they're a blank slate unless they're doing something transphobic <laughs> right yes yeah yeah it's not like like violet is a blank slate except that they're a turf yeah <laughs> like oh man just just a pers- like that that's one of the things that always bug me in persona games where it's like like in persona 4 like mm. you know kanji uh you know is is kind of kind of struggling with a lot of aspects of his sexuality right and then like and then you know he has you is like is it is it weird that i'm more comfortable around dudes and just all of your potential answers are homophobic (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) yeah of course the rest of the time the protagonist in persona 4 is just like you should leave them be but then for that specific instance, they have very strong opinions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, Get with it, Japanese gaming industry. Get with it. Especially Atlas. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a problem that's specific to Atlas as a Japanese game developer. But, but it is a problem that Atlas has. Very frequently lately. Uh, yeah, but barnacle man on twitter <laughs> good seg uh, th- thank you violet is real <laughs> uh barnacle man on twitter says i wonder what all the secrecy was about this was only unexpected because it was so expected <laughs> Oh, you know what? I probably said that earlier because I read Barnacle Man's tweet and it stuck in my head. Sorry for stealing your thought without credit, Barnacle Man. Ah. Uh. You bastard. Credit to Barnacle Man for that thought. Yes. Uh. This was only expected because it was so expected. The trailer also didn't feel like it should have been a lone Smash announcement. Hmm. It feels like a direct or the Game Awards fake out like Joker. <laughs> What if Daniel's theory about Tracer is true? Thinking emoji. Hmm. I just, I just thought you were about to roast me with more history uh, no. channel quotes or whatever. <laughs> oh man, I should have. I can't believe I didn't think of that. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, thanks, Barnacle Man. Thanks, Barnacle Man. I, I appreciate you backing me up, Barnacle Man. Just like any good superhero would. Barnacle man, barnacle man, he's got barnacles, barnacle barnacle man. man. (laughs) 
<laughs> clings to boats, clings to shells, clings Bar- to things. Barnacle man. <laughs> that was one too many things. No, no, no. Uh, spins a web anytime, catches oh, crooks just like We mice. did this last time, too. I was singing Particle Man from They Might Be Giants. Oh, and I was doing Spider-Man. And, you, and they both sound similar enough <laughs> yeah. at the beginning. Wow. No, I, I, I mean, I think TMBG are fine, but I don't remember what that song sounds like yes. completely. Particle Man, Particle Man. Something, something, Particle right. Man. He's got particles, particle man, particle man. That's, right, you know, right, 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 better right. lyrics than what I just did. But no, yeah, you, you really captured the essence and the soul of that song. So <laughs> I totally get it now. He's got particles on a man. Particles are made of his man. Particles are particle man, particle man, particle man, particle man. <laughs> you must be fun at karaoke. <laughs> I am because I bust out Hakuna Matata and I uh, sing Pumbaa's part. Oh, good. And that's the only time I'm fun at karaoke. Who do you bring in for Timon? Whoever wants to be Timon. That's fair. Yeah. Next time I'll be your Timon. Aw, thanks, Sean. It'll be a very deep Timon. Yeah, because like, everyone's always more willing to be Timon than they are willing to be Pumbaa. Yeah, you know? that's fair. You're like, you gotta uh, do the fart thing. You know? Yeah. yeah. I and like, I, I think like... I think less people can just kind of do the husky, like, <laughs> I I was not prepared to do Pumbaa there. Well, look, I mean, even though that alarmed me, it was actually pretty good. <laughs> that, that was very much like if Pumbaa were a jump scare in a horror game, that would be the noise he would make as he dove forward and ate your face off. Resident Evil 8. <laughs> yes, Rebecca Chambers just like going, going around a corner. Hakuna Matata! <laughs> You just Bitch. you just open a door and you're in the jungle. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Barnacle Man. Yes, thank you, Barnacle Man. <laughs> Coxow mm-hmm. on Twitter says, "Any thoughts on the Heihachi Mi costume, which still has not returned from Smash Four yet?" I would love it if that were how Heihachi was in this game. <laughs> I'd love that. I that's a I have great thoughts about that Coxow. <laughs> that's that's an interesting point that characters from me costumes from Smash Four are showing mm-hmm. up in Smash Ultimate. Heihachi has not been one of them yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're just saving that for later. Maybe they yes. they could be. I, I'm not remembering too many Bandai Namco me costumes. He's the seasoning that they're putting on the Bandai Namco spice, and then they just drop dark souls in there like the steak the seasoning on the spice shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) i say whatever i want uh yeah i as as you just heard us discuss i do still think heihachi's in really the longer it takes for heihachi to be in the more i think heihachi will be in because the less of a taboo his dead voice actor will be (laughs) Oh yeah, that, oh, that I I wasn't laughing at that. Right. Just yes. just so we're clear, I wasn't like ha, ha, death. Like I. <laughs> Thank you for the I, clarification. Yeah, no, I was I was just more thinking like it like it's funny that you're just going to become even more sure about that as time goes on. Oh I'm yeah, I'm just going to be sitting here like, oh my god, please don't be in the game, Sean. Yeah, Evo twenty twenty. Eve no twenty twenty. <laughs> 
uh, thank you, Coxow. Yes, thank you, Coxow. Finally, Rod and Sue, touching on another point we've already kind of, kind of glanced already, but um, Rod and Sue on Twitter says, I feel as if they are going to make the indie me costumes a thing every time a new character comes out. Oh. Like Cadence uh, from Crypt of the Necrodancer. Oh, okay. Quote <laughs> from Cave Story, yeah. Hollow Knight, and more. Nice. Also, here's my prediction list for Fighters Pass 2. Doom Slayer as Challenger Pack 6. Mm-hmm. Crash Bandicoot as Challenger Pack 7. Mm-hmm. The Monster Hunter as Challenger Pack 8. Yeah. Ryu Hayabusa is Challenger Pack 9. Mm-hmm. Heihachi is Challenger Pack 10. No. <laughs> and Chrono from Chrono Trigger as Challenger Pack 11. I like that. Yeah. I'm not predicting it, but I would love that. Yeah, thanks, Rod and Sue. Uh, great list. Actually, here's an interesting thought. We've, give, we've given our list. Uh, I, I feel like, the, really, the, the farther out we are, the, the more the order is arbitrary. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, it'll be really hard to predict the order, I think. Yeah. But, out of your list, who do you think will be revealed first? I think that out of my list, hmm, Urshifu will be revealed first, let's say. Oh, interesting. Even though that would mean that they're probably coming out before this, the Pokemon DLC does? I think that... <laughs> Ah, man. This I picked so many weird characters that that's really tough. Yeah. Uh I'm going to go ahead and say that uh man. Uh fuck it. Let's say that uh Phoenix Wright's coming out first. Okay, nice. Yeah. Um Who do you think is coming out first on your list? I'm between I'm between a few. I'm waffling between Crash the Minecrafter and Agumon. Okay. I'm gonna say Agumon. Okay. Yeah. And uh and he'll tie in pretty well with the Japanese release of Digimon Survive. Nice. And we'll we'll get Digimon Survive later, but you know. Right. Whatever. Alright, cool. Yeah. Um but yeah, uh cool list, Rod and Sue. Uh I I like that it's a nice little list of like Western and Japanese. Yeah. Um and I think Chrono would be a great kind of left field Square Enix character, you know, because I do think Square Enix is willing to give them more characters. And I do think that there's still the possibility that Sora will kind of get tangled up in legal stuff right. in terms of being released as a Smash character. And Chrono has a great history with the Nintendo True. and like the music would be excellent and the um, other two songs we get yeah exactly yeah i just realized as i was saying that no don't get attached to the chrono trigger music square enix when they let sakurai use characters it's like if you borrowed someone's car to go somewhere and then they were like great yeah you can take the car and then i'll send over the directions later you were like what they were like you have to take the roads i tell you while you're driving this car (laughs) (laughs) that's a really interesting (laughs) analogy i don't know if that's the direction i would have gone but uh well uh too late as you know i have the directions and i'm going them <laughs> thanks ron and sue, <laughs> thanks, good, sue. good list uh, thank you to everyone that sent in uh listener mail yes uh this was a hot button topic so we appreciate it yes the hottest of buttons and we appreciate you pressing it uh <laughs> those are some volcanic buttons 
So we've had some organic opportunities to mention this uh, earlier, so I guess we don't have to 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 dwell on this too long. But uh, we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash beat boop group mm-hmm. uh exclusive podcast every month uh bonus content if you're at the five dollar level or higher and uh and it's it's a great way to support us if you want to support us and it's a great way to hear more of us if you want to hear more of us because we've we've done a bunch of stuff for that uh and if you join our discord it's a great way to interact with us directly yeah yeah uh so you know if if you if you do want to to help us out uh then then consider our patreon uh even the consideration is super appreciated and thanks for doing that yes, even if synapses are just firing in your head and going, maybe I should subscribe, we appreciate that too, yeah, good synapses, yeah, person listening, <laughs> ooh, I like your synapses. Next time on A Smashing Theory, I still don't know because Nintendo's really been juking me lately. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it'll be one of two things. Either it, well, really it'll be one of three things. Either it'll be our Nintendo Direct reactions because they'll finally have done a Nintendo Direct, or it'll be our Game of the Year episode, right? <laughs> which we've been putting off for what will have been a month now. But it feels like an entire year. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and you know that's honestly i'm kind of fine with that like the the longer we push it back the more opportunities i have to play 2019 games yeah and the more um, perspective we can have on what we played yeah and the more of death stranding i can play because that game is huge and i'm not even close to being done with it yet even <laughs> though i played it for a long time yeah yep um or Nintendo will just do a new announcement that's so big that we have to do an episode about it. Right. And it was something we didn't predict at all. Hello, this is Masahiro Sakurai. I am now president of Nintendo. (laughs) (laughs) Much like Byleth is the president of... Uh, of the of the Garg Mark Monastery, or at least he is after the time skip. Whoopsie! I didn't mean to say that. Ah, uh, and I won't stop being president of Nintendo until I die, like Byleth does in Chapter Seventeen. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I feel like Sothis is telling me to go shushies. <laughs> Just like she told Byleth that she's the chosen one. <laughs> anyway. I should, once again, I'd like to be clear that I was just talking out of my ass. And yes. I don't know if any of those things happened. My ass was also being talked out of there. Woo. Our asses were talking. Chatty. To ch- chatty asses. Ch- uh, that was next time. <laughs> so now we're finishing the fucking episode. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Um, we'll we'll see you in a couple weeks with whatever is the thing we'll get to talk about. Yes, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Just like the amount of time that it should have taken the astronauts to reach the moon. God. <laughs> in between now and our next conspiracy thrill. Yeah, you deserve to fuck that up. Conspiracy-themed episode. (laughs) No! There's no theme! I hope that you have a smashing time.
I don't like conspiracy smashing voice, man. What do you mean, Daniel? What's wrong with me? Do you have a problem? There's something familiar about that voice. Like, Should we take this outside? Fuck. And settle it like men with our fisticuffs, Daniel? I don't know what this bit is. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Special thanks. Special thanks. Special thanks to Lonald. Thanks, Lonald. Lonald, I wonder if you've played a Fire Emblem. That's a good question. Yeah. We'll have to ask you the next time we see you. Yeah, I, I feel like you might have. Yeah, yeah, it's a poss- It's a possible. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it's a possible. <laughs> Special thanks to Nymph. Thanks, Nymph. I don't know if Nymph's played Fire Emblem either. I bet Nymph would like Fire Emblem. I, th- I think there's stuff Nymph would like. Yeah, I, yeah, there are many aspects of the game that Nymph yeah, maybe not the like strategic combat, but you know, social links and stuff. Or yeah. not social links, whatever like, they're called. Yeah, tea time. Yeah, tea time. Special thanks to my girlfriend Amy Lee. Amy Lee, the other day you brought me home a lemon loaf, and I appreciate that. Amy Lee, I know you've played Fire Emblem. <laughs> yes, you're, you're real upset that I have not been playing more of it. She's farther than I am. Yeah, she's she's beaten it. Yeah. She's, she's played it like 1.5 times. In she's the like, Mario Kart race that is our Fire Emblem playthroughs, she has completed her first lap and looped me. <laughs> yeah, yes. And you, like, got hit with a blue shell here at the starting line. <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving in reverse. Right, yeah. Basically. Um, yeah, yeah Lakitu had to pick you up at the fishing pole and put you back on the track. Yeah, then I just keep, like, just, like, <laughs> driving off course. I'm like a... I'm right. like a four-year-old playing Mario Kart yes. for the first time. That's my Fire Emblem Three Houses progress. There was some racing game for like the Nintendo 64 that I had where when you were going the wrong way, the announcer would go, You're going the wrong way! Like this, they were really excited about it. This is the amount of off-track I hate getting for special things. And I think of that whenever I make a mistake <laughs> when I'm special driving. Special thanks to Leo! yeah. <laughs> That's, I just imagine like, like not Tony the Tiger, but like, but like, a, like a bootleg Tony the Tiger, right, yeah. just like, just like jumping up and like yelling that, like as as like his like knockoff cereals catchphrase. Wow, it's it's Jerry Toast, the Jaguar flats, <laughs> sponsored by Jerry the Jaguar. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Leo. Thanks, Leo. Special thanks to Mr. Cool Red Luigi. Wahoo! Oh, good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That was only good because for the first part, I was fighting very hard for my voice not to crack. <laughs> so I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> your, facial, your facial expression like, made it look like your right eyeball was going to roll out of your eye. <laughs> good. Yeah. Man. Um... <laughs> Uh, I hope my eyeball never does that. Yeah, th- thanks, Mr. Cor Luigi, for protecting Sean Francis's eyeball. From that's why I call you my eyeball talisman. <laughs> <laughs> I, call, I call you that all the time. 
<laughs> thanks thanks to all of our special thanks patrons special thanks even if you'd like to be one you can give us 20 dollars a month and we'll do this for you too yes like my eyeball talisman i will turn you into another artifact that protects me maybe you don't need to give us 20 dollars <laughs> maybe that's maybe you don't need to do that anyway uh thanks to all of our patrons special thanks <sighs> special thanks and yes thanks for listening see you later Bye.